Hey everybody, how's it going? Um, glad you could join us on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. Um, we have been walking through the book of Colossians and finding some encouragement and finding uh, who we really are. Um, it's really important in times of uh, times of unknownness, uh, in times of just it seems like everything's kind of crazy and a little insane and um, can feel like your feet are on some uh, unstable soil. It's, it's very important to know who you are, to, to know your uh, identity, and to know where that comes from. And so we've been looking at Colossians chapter 1 and, and uh, finding places where um, the Father is asking us to go on a walkabout with Him or to, to spend some time and talk and meditate and think on His goodness. And in that um, meditation, finding who you really are, uh, seeing that the Father loves you and cares for you, um, seeing that uh, He created you in His image, and that he values you beyond measure. Um, I know when it comes to the religious message that is out there, um, uh, the idea is that God is mad and he's angry and he's coming for you and you have got to do a set of things to um, get any type of grace or mercy from him. But through Jesus, we have received his mercy and uh, he loves us tremendously. He always has. Um, we're the ones that, that, that created some sort of separation. Uh, he did not cause separation. Um, and our, our misunderstanding, our, our darkness, so to speak, is what kept us from seeing who he really was and seeing who we really are. And Jesus came to reveal those things. He came to reveal who the Father is and who we really are. So... Um, we, we got through uh, Colossians chapter 1 and we saw that um, the greatest discovery is that Christ is our mirror, that we can see who we are in him. And now we get to chapter 2 and we're going to read seven verses in chapter 2, okay? Once again, using the mirror translation, um, Paul speaking, he says, picture this, the stage is set, the game is on, and you are more than a mere spectator. We are standing opposite each other in the arena like two athletes of exactly the same stature. The contest is to display Christ in you to the extent that all of you, as well as those in Laodicea, may witness what I know face to face and not just by hearsay. The mandate of my ministry is for everyone's heart to be awakened to their true identity, intertwined in love's tapestry. This will launch you into a life of knowing the wealth of every conclusion and joint witness hidden within the mystery of God who fathered us and co-revealed us in Christ. Everything that could possibly define our wealth is hidden in Christ in this place of our union in Him. The complete treasure of all wisdom and knowledge is sourced. I want to say it with such clarity that no one will be able to lead you to an inferior into an inferior conclusion by bending your mind with clever words. My physical absence does not distance me distance me from you spiritually. I rejoice to witness that you discipline and practical that you 
that your discipline and practical lifestyle does not distract from the simplicity of your faith and confidence in Christ. Your daily walk is no different from that initial embrace when you first understood your divine association in Him. Just like the roots of a tree, draw your sustenance and strength from Him. Like a building rising out of its foundation, your life makes the full stature of Christ visible. Standing tall in His shoes, firm in your faith posture, the language of gratitude that overflows from your lips reflects the exact impression of what you were taught. All right, so let's take a look at these seven verses. Paul speaking, and he's telling us to, to see ourselves as an athlete. And, and we're not better than any other athlete, but our uh, contest or our uh, sport, so to speak, is to display Christ in us. To display him and show who we really are. And so that not only we can see who we are, which is a good thing, but also others can see who we really are. And that's too, that, that, that goes a long way because when people uh, see who you really are, and, and, and the, the picture here and the good news is, is when people see who you really are, they see Jesus. And so they can begin to see who they really are. And so they begin to see that this isn't just hearsay. This isn't just some thing that happened but this is real life this is this is where the good stuff is okay and Paul talks about how his mandate is for everyone's heart to be awakened to their true identity and I hope that that is our uh, mandate as well that we want everyone to be awakened to who they really are and that all of that is wrapped up in the love of the father that all of that is wrapped up in his agape and being wrapped up in that love launches us into a life of knowing, of knowing the wealth, the good stuff, the conclusion of everything that comes together in Jesus is all right there. It's all revealed to us in Jesus. Our, our wealth is hidden in him. The complete treasure of everything, the completeness, the complete treasure, the complete goodness, the complete grace is all found in him, in Jesus. Paul says in verse 4 that he wants to make it as plain as possible so that no one will be able to deceive you. And, I, and that's my heart. I want this to be as plain as possible, that your identity is found in the Father and that your identity is good. I know everybody, everything, everything around you, people might even be telling you or stuff from your past is telling you that you are not good. But the Father says that you are good and he's proving that to you through Jesus, his son. Verse 5 says, and it's so good for, verse 5 is so good for what's happening right now. My physical absence does not distance me from you spiritually. Even though we are separated and not together physically, we are one spiritually, and we're walking this out together. And we need to rejoice. Paul said that he rejoices to witness uh, what we are doing, how we are showing our true identity, how we are uh, uh, the, the practical, everyday lifestyle of showing who we really are. Uh, we should take joy in that, but also not to get distracted and not to get overwhelmed and just being us, because sometimes we can even make being us a ritual. And Paul's saying, don't get caught up in the ritual, just be you. Just live your life. 
He says in verse 6 that your daily walk is no different than the, than the initial time that you first embraced Jesus, that you first understood who you really are. So, so don't get caught up in the rigmarole and don't get caught up in trying to set up a one, two, three. Just be you. That's it. Just be you. And then he gives us some advice here in verse 7. Just like the roots of a tree, draw your sustenance and strength from him. Be rooted deep down in who the Father is. Take sustenance in that and begin to produce that sustenance. Excuse me. <coughs> Woo. Allergies, man. <laughs> it says that the language of gratitude that overflows from your lips reflects the impression that's being taught to you that's being shown to you through the goodness of the Father. Your gratitude, what comes out, what you're saying. When, when, you, know, when you wake up in the morning and, you, and you, you're, you're kind of walking through your mind the things that you're grateful for. And then before you go to bed, you know, same thing. You're walking through your mind the things that you're grateful for. All that is is showing the impression of the goodness of Father on the inside of you. You're recognizing the good around you, and you're like, oh, man, that's so good. That's awesome. Man, that's great. That's, man, I'm so thankful for that. You're beginning to see that more than the negative. And see, right now, with everything that's happening, because religion teaches a uh, karma-type lifestyle where when something goes wrong, you try to blame somebody else, uh, or you blame yourself. Uh, that's karma. That That's what religion teaches. And so when you don't know who you really are, you tend to go back to this religious lifestyle of I got to find blame. I, I either got to blame myself for what happened or I got to blame somebody else for what happened. And it turns into this big scale trying to weigh things out and you know, in John chapter 9, Jesus had an encounter when he, he runs into a blind man and his disciples immediately say, uh, hey, that guy's blind. Is he blind because he did something stupid or did his parents do something stupid? And Jesus said, um, it's neither one of those things. Uh, as a matter of, matter of fact, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this horrible situation and show you and show you the good that can come out. Now you might uh, there, there's two ways you can three ways you can look at that scripture you, you can you can take it the way the disciples did and that is I'm looking for somebody to blame or two you can say well God caused this to happen so he can make something good happen that don't make sense either or you can see what Jesus was doing and he was saying you're looking at things from the wrong perspective you're seeing everything from the negative you're seeing everything from brokenness and instead of seeing things from brokenness look in this moment. And go, um, what good can come out right now? What good can happen? Where's the goodness of Father in all of this? Where's the goodness that needs to come out of me in all of this? What miracle can take place? What good can happen? What what love or grace or mercy can happen right now in this moment? And and and, and it's easy. Like right now, it is easy because disaster pandemic all of that is making us go oh my gosh and it's easy to think i must have done something wrong for this to happen or uh you know we can blame the president or we can blame world leaders or we can blame uh state leaders and sometimes it's easy to do when you hear them talk and you hear them say things 
and and we get all caught up on placing blame somewhere and getting caught up into the negative instead of looking at this and going, okay, wait a second. Okay, I am created in the image of the Father. Um, I am operating and walking in His goodness. And here's this disaster. Here's this thing that's taking place. Um, it's nobody's. It's it's nobody's fault. Like, it's not God's fault. It's not other folks' fault. I don't really understand why all this is happening. But what in me can be released in this moment to bring about a miracle? Jesus looked at the situation instead of saying it's this guy's fault or this guy's fault. It's God's fault. He looked beyond all of it and said, "Hey, um, this guy's hurting and he's blind." <laughs> Instead of worrying about what he did, or worrying about what his parents did, or worrying about what caused it, he didn't even go that route. He just said, you guys are looking at it from the wrong perspective. Look at it and how you can help. And it's out of this place of help that who you really are begins to be released. Because we're good. We strive in good. We find life in the good. And so it's in moments like this that you need to know who you really are. And so that's why we've been going through Colossians. Find, you're finding out who you really are. You can connect in this moment of craziness to bring about the good, the help. Maybe, you'll, maybe you're the miracle that needs to happen in your neighbor's life, in your family's life. Um, you know, things are crazy at home. Uh, you're the one that brings... The, a moment of laughter, a moment of life, a moment of just a good healthy hug. That's a miracle in that moment. Instead of just going, oh no, oh no, it's okay, we're here, we're in this, what what good can I bring out in it? We're not looking to, to put blame on anybody. Um, we're not looking to declare some sort of apocalypse, which... Saying it like that's not even the true definition of the word. The word apocalypse means revealing. And there's so many people saying, oh, it's the apocalypse, it's the end, it's judgment, and it's none of those things. Because apocalypse just means revealing. And so if anything is happening in this moment that, that is an apocalypse, it is the revealing of man's heart. To show us how much more we need to see who we really are and to see the goodness of the Father. Well, it's the, it's the end of time. No, it, it could be the end of an age because this moment is revealing to us more and more, oh, we don't really know who we really are. Um, uh, the church is found wanting. It's, it's found lax. It's found um, not doing what Paul said we should be doing, which is letting everyone know who they really are, letting them find out their true identity. We haven't been doing that. So, yeah, it could be an end of an age of those things, but an end of an age always brings a revealing of the greater uh, aspects of the Father. Uh, apocalypse is not a bad thing. Apocalypse is a good thing because it's a revealing of the Father's heart to a deeper measure. And yeah, there's some things that shift and change. But there's been end of ages. There's been end of time moments all throughout time. When Jesus ascended to heaven, that was an end of an age. When um, the... Uh, the temple was tr destroyed in AD 70 and things shifted for the entire uh, uh, church at that moment. That was an end of an age. The Reformation was an end of an age. <laughs> the Pentecostal movement in America was an end of an age and shifting to a new. It's always a revealing of man's hearts 
to see more, more of the Father. Um, it's a positive thing. So, you know, dig through those verses in Colossians a little bit. I, I want to read something to you, and I, it's something that I've never done before. <laughs> um, but um, I don't know if you ever heard of the Gospel of Thomas or not. Um, it, it was it, it's it's a book that was written. Um, around the same time as the other Gospels were written. It's not, so to speak, in your Bible that you have at home, but it is something that was around, and the church fathers did use it uh, some. But there, in chapter 3 of the Gospel of Thomas, uh, it's, it's a saying of Jesus, and he says, If your leaders say to you, look to the Father's imperial, imperial rule in the sky, well, then the birds of the sky are going to be before you. And if they say to you, it's in the sea, then the fish will precede you. Rather, the Father's imperial, imperial rule or the Father's kingdom or the Father's uh, uh, authority is in you. It's not anywhere else, but it's in you. It, it's in you and it, it moves outside of you. So when you know yourself, then you will be known and you will understand that you are children of the living Father. That's so good. When you know yourself then you're going to be known. Other people will know you because you know you. You're allowing your identity to move, that identity that comes from the Father, and, and you'll understand that you are children of the living Father. But if you don't know yourself, then you'll live in poverty. You'll live in poverty, and your identity will be poverty. That's what you'll live from. It's so good. If you don't know yourself, if you don't know who you are, and it's not rooted in the Father, man, you'll live in poverty. You have a negative mindset that will not allow you to see beyond what's right in front of you. And over and over again, Jesus said, um, especially there in John chapter 9, he said, quit looking at surface circumstance and start seeing the good and start seeing how you can be a representative of the Father in that moment and bring goodness. So you can know yourself. See, get this. You know yourself and you'll be known. How are you going to be known? Because what's shining through you? Jesus is the mirror. That's who you are. That's who you really are. That begins to come out. And so it's, it's, it's not puffing up in pride. No, it's, if anything, taking pride in the one that you're like, and that's Jesus. And people see Jesus. It's so good. People see Jesus, and they come out of their poverty mindset. And so that's why, that's why this is so important in this moment to understand who you are. It's important for you, it's important for your family, it's important for your neighborhood, it's important for the people around you because knowing who you are is knowing Jesus. It's that simple. And uh, and people need that now more than ever. They don't need advice. They they don't need um, they they don't need a uh, uh, you know, three points and a plan. What they need is you knowing who you are. And them finding Jesus. It's that simple. They're looking for love. And they've been looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> to quote the old country song. And they need to find it in agape. And they're going to find it by you being you. 
There's no you don't you don't need to know the Romans road to heaven. You don't need to know anything. You just need to be you in this moment and find those places that you can bring a miracle. And you might be and listen, you might be like, "Hey, um uh, how can I be a miracle? Well, there's people being miracles right now like crazy. In the medical field, they're being miracles. Uh, the, you know, just just think about, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking and I see Mark Furs watching, and Mark Furs is a postal worker. Um, those folks every day are bringing you mail, information that you need, stuff that you may have ordered for your family in the midst of all this. That's a miracle. Um, the folks, you know, I'm, I can, I'm sitting on my deck and, and right over the hill across, I'm on Norwood mountain and I'm looking across and just, you know, less than half a football field away is family dollar. Those, those folks are working there and they're providing services to folks, uh, food, uh, uh, you know, other st medicine, things like that. They're working. It's a miracle. See the good, see the miracle and, and all of this that's around us. And um, it's it, your <laughs> your humanness is more of a gift than you realize. We tend to think that our humanness is so broken and so evil, and it's not. Your humanness is what is 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 the picture of the Creator because we're created in His image. We're his masterpiece. So your, your humanness is his masterpiece. Okay? And it's, it, it's, its innateness is good. So release that goodness to those folks that are around you. And watch what happens. Okay? So I encourage you. Be a miracle. I, I, that sounds so cliche and so cheesy, but it's the truth. Be a miracle every day in what's happening right now. See it right now. Like Jesus. There's so much negativity happening already. You turn on the news, turn on Facebook, turn on all that. Negativity, negative, all of it. And Jesus said, look past the negative and see where you can be the miracle in it. See where you can be the good in it. All right? So thank you guys. Um, quick update um, on Sunday. Uh, we will be meeting virtually again on Facebook Live. Uh, we'll start at 1030. Uh, we'll uh, roll from my house and it'll, we'll have an awesome time. Um, the reason why we continue to do that is, and I was reminded this week, uh, I was in a virtual conference, a leadership conference, and I was reminded that, you know, as leaders, uh, you know, our number one responsibility is those that we're leading, and, and that is to keep folks safe, and that is my heart. I want to keep you safe. And I know some folks are, are having church still, and, and, and that's fine. That's their prerogative. But in my heart, I think the best thing for us to do is to be safe and to stay with our families. And like I said, just because we're not physically together, and Paul expressed this in Colossians, just because we're not physically together does not mean that we're not together. We are together spiritually. And so we are connecting, uh, and we are uh, lifting each other up in prayer and connecting. And so... So that's why we're doing that. How long are we going to be doing that? I don't know. Um, I am, uh, if you want to know where I get my information from, I don't get it from Facebook. I don't give it um, from anywhere else other than the CDC, uh, the World Health Organization, and, um, and uh, you know, the local 
health organizations as well. Uh, I'm looking at looking to them. I'm getting information from them, and, and I encourage you. That's probably where you should find your info, because there's a lot of other crazy stuff on social media. So 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 look there, and uh, that's what what I'm going to be doing. And and they have been giving stuff out for churches. It's been great. Um, just kind of helping folks keep the communication line open and so that's what we're going to be doing and uh, we'll see what happens uh, uh, you know I know there's been a lot of talk about Easter being a time when things will open up and, and I don't know um, but can I tell you something um, we don't have to gather together physically for us to have a great Easter it's not what Easter's about um, not about butts in the seats it, it, it's about our connectivity and our relationship with one another. So I, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not worried about um, physically when we'll be able to come back together. I want, I'm more uh, interested in us being safe and for one and being the light uh, where we're at. So we're Hope Community Church everywhere we're at. Um, we're, I'm on Norwood Mountain in Parkersburg, West Virginia. Uh, I'm the light here, and I connect with my neighbors, and I and I bring light uh, to them, and I encourage them, and uh, and I pray. And you are wherever you're at. That's you're the church where you're at. Um, and we're and, and if 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 we get together on Easter, that's awesome. If we don't get together on Easter, then we get to have Easter service right here in our neighborhoods, and we can proclaim the resurrection just like man just like we would if we were together on Sunday. So it's going to be awesome. I know it's different, but we'll, but we'll be okay and we'll make it. And just think, this is, <laughs> I, I love stories. And so just think of the stories later on that we get to tell, of the goodness and the miracles and the things that we got to saw and how um, even though we weren't, to, you know, even if we don't get together, the story of, man, but we connected with thousands of people through something like this. It's so good. So uh, I just want to encourage you. We're going to take tomorrow off uh, going through the book of Colossians because um, we're going to be celebrating my son's birthday. And I want to devote, because um, we're in this crazy time, I want to devote as much time as I can to be with him and my family on Friday. But we will get back to this on Saturday uh, um, and share it again during the day. And then uh, don't forget Sunday at 1030, tune back here on Facebook and we will uh, meet together. All right. Thank you, guys.